You've got right. all this money coming in. You don't think it's that big of a deal, but before you know it, you're really in over your head. And so I kind of dug myself out of that for the third time, but I felt myself slipping a while again after. Mm. I'm Amanda Hanquist, The Fit Financial. Have you ever had anything on social go viral? Well, I recently did. And it made me realize I can't be the only one who has ever had this issue. It can be so intimidating to talk to a financial professional about your money situation if you don't feel like you can relate to them. Well, let me tell you, I can relate to you on multiple levels, especially when it comes to money mistakes. So today I'm sharing with you the ugly truth about what led to my entire year of no shopping. All right, I got my coffee in my hand Mm. today. The last episode that we recorded, Sean was on level 10 energy from his Starbucks Starbucks cold brew and I was on like green decaffeinated green tea level so we were not matched but today I am matching you my love Alrighty. well um my cold brew is almost full so, since we just picked it up on our way to the office um so we'll see how long this podcast lasts to see if I can get to level 10 again <laughs> <laughs> we'll be rolling by the end Especially because we know we have to walk through a rainstorm to get back to the truck. So <laughs> we got out of the house. It's actually a Saturday when we're recording this, which is out of the norm for us. But it was kind of fun to get out of the house, let the kids kind of do their thing and get into the office and just get out of our normal element. It was kind of fun. We got our workouts done early. We got, you know, groceries all done and put away all the things um got donuts picked up from this really amazing uh donut shop locally called paradise donuts if you've not been you are seriously missing out (laughs) oh uh, but um they're kind of on henley's naughty list because they didn't have her special little donut this morning so we'll have they were sold out by the time we got there (laughs) when we were there by seven i know it was too late so we'll have to go before our workout next time. I think that's what we did last time is we went sure. before the gym. But anyways, well, today I want to bring a topic to you that I think is going to resonate with a lot of fellow women out there. Have you ever found yourself scrolling on Instagram? And I know this is not probably as relatable to guys in this particular manner, but I think if you are talking about the right thing, Sean, I know for you, it could be hunting stuff or, or car parts or whatever that might be for you, but scrolling on Instagram and boom, one of your favorite influencers pops up with a cute outfit on. Um, and then she changes into like five other outfits and you're like, oh my gosh, but I love all of them. Like, what do oh, I love them all? And so you click the caption and suddenly find yourself now on the like to know it app. Sean probably has no idea what that is, Nope. but you're, but you're on the like to know it app. It's basically this app that tells you exactly what they're wearing and you click on it and you go right to the site. It leads you right to the site to buy it. And so it's literally like three clicks. You're there to buy it. Right. And so it's so easy to do that over and over and over. And like I said, the influencer per reel has maybe five different outfits on, right? So how do you keep up? 
um, you know, or what about even checking your email? Boom, there's a coupon. Spend a hundred bucks, save twenty dollars. Well, you might as well, right? That's like wasting twenty dollars if I don't spend it. Oh, the store cash. That's the other one that I was gonna get to. So like, uh, there's there's places out there like Kohl's and Old Navy and mm-hmm. Dick's Sporting Goods where you get like the store cash for twenty bucks. Well, you cannot go into that store and spend twenty dollars, right? <laughs> and so, so you just blew two hundred bucks by using a $20 uh, store credit or whatever. So you find yourself feeling overwhelmed, anxious. When the newness wears off, again, you're disappointed in yourself. Well, this was literally me time and time again. Only it wasn't the first time. It wasn't the second time. I'd gotten myself into this credit card debt sticky situation multiple times throughout my life. Well, Sean, I know that you are going to sort of reverse interview this for me, but I just kind of want to give everybody a background of what led to this um, entire year of no shopping. So I made an Instagram reel, oh, December sometime, and it went viral. Millions of views, thousands of comments, tens of thousands, you know, I mean, just, it was crazy. I don't know how many hundreds of women are doing this no shopping thing right now because of this post and the inspiration it gave them because so many people are feeling this, but I just remember, you know, what, what stemmed from that is one day I literally found myself, um, sitting in my office. So I, I had my brick and mortar office and I closed shop one time for the day. And I knew I just, I needed to tackle what was in front of me with this credit card debt that I had accumulated. I knew I needed to, to figure this out. And so I was sitting there late in my office with the door locked. It was just me with all my papers laid out, adding up my credit card debt, just sick to my stomach, terrified to tell you, Sean, what I had done literally in fear that you're going to divorce me because this also wasn't the first time that I had done this. It was the third, that was the third time. Yeah. Um, the first yeah. time was real young, just at college mm-hmm. age. Yeah. I remember that one really, really well. I don't remember the second one, but that, my, that one you might've hid from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got really good at hiding. I but, think it wasn't as bad. It was like, but we were in this little two bedroom apartment and I think it was like a $3,500 credit card. And that for the us first then, time. right. I mean, that's like my credit card every month right now, but like, regardless, like that was like the first time. And that was a huge amount of money for us. Right. And so that was, uh, that was the second time though. The first it, time I was, I was in college. Yeah. It wasn't a huge amount, but it was still, it was substantial for us back then when that was probably higher than our net worth at the time, right? But it was more or less your credit was down the tubes. And we yeah, were like, right. we were wanting to buy a house and, and grow this life together. Yeah. And uh, you had terrible credit. like, And it was it because was of the credit cards. Mm-hmm. It was jeopardizing our future. But, you know, when I, when I was in that moment in my office um, and, and getting it all figured out, I luckily... <laughs> You did not divorce me, right? You're like, you yeah. were not happy about it. I think you were, I think you were relieved because that was the first time I came to you and you didn't just mm-hmm. find out about it. Like I came to you with all the cards laid out and just said, I'm, I'm done. I want to be yeah. done with this. 
And so I think that was probably part of like, you knew that was finally a different, it was different this time. Mm -hmm. And I was lucky because I, I was making so much money that I was able to tackle that pretty quickly. And I think that's what, what happens to a lot of entrepreneurs that first start making real money is, is it's, it's like, Oh man, nothing can stop me. I'm on my way up. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you've got all this money coming in. You don't think it's that big of a deal, but before you know it, you're really in over your head. And so I kind of dug myself out of that for the third time. And, And I'll get into some of the earlier ones a little bit later, but I felt myself, you know, after I'd gotten it done, I I really felt like I got a handle on this. I I can hold my own here. Um, But I felt myself slipping a while again after Mm -hmm. I, you know, it it just kind of, it was maybe just the shoes or a random jacket that I would buy, or um, maybe I was, uh, you know, overspending, I don't even know, on scrapbooking material or whatever. It was just random. And I just was like, stop. I cannot go there again. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he'll be so forgiving this (laughs) last time, right? (laughs) So just, I I don't want to skip over this because it was pretty powerful and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but like you got out of it really quick, really quickly. And we literally just implemented one simple thing. And that was like paying yourself first. Right. Do you remember that? Like we just implemented taking money off the top of your, because you got paid once a month, a large lump sum of money. And we just took what we thought that off the top and it went straight to the credit cards. And I don't even know what, how long it took, but it didn't take very long. It was one simple thing, one simple strategy. Cause it was, it was five figure credit card bill. I mean, it was, it was multiple five figure credit card bill. It was bad. It was, it was pretty bad. Um, but when I felt myself starting to slip again, I, you know, decided that was enough and it, and it wasn't like an intentional, I'm going to do a year of no shopping drew the line, but, but I drew a line in the sand and I said, I, I got to do something big because I can't, I can't do this again. Clearly there is an issue that I have with money. And I don't know why or what that is. At that time, I had no idea. I just knew mm-hmm. that I had a problem and it was a random Tuesday. And and I did it for a few months. And I It wasn't intentionally for a year, but it was a few months. And I'm like, wow, I, I feel really good. Like it feels mm-hmm. so, I felt so free from this constant need to shop and buy and cover and fill. And and I decided I'm going to make it a full year. And I think what that did, that full year did, is it forced me to uncover why I felt that need. What was I, what was that trigger that made mm-hmm. me feel like I needed something to, to make me feel better? And it, and it made me realize that I was really feeling pain yeah. and grief from now something you were feeling that before you started the no year of shopping or did that grief and you're, you're figuring this out during the one year of no shopping? I, I think that I, the times that I had had fixed it and quit for a little bit before it was just me kind of gutting my way, toughing my way through it. Mm. But I think when I felt myself slipping again and I, and I knew I didn't want to go back there doing that year and making myself go through that. That's when I realized why 
that's when I realized it was bigger than just me having an issue. It was like me really having a deep down emotional mm-hmm. problem that mm-hmm. I was trying to fill up with shopping or buying things or making myself right. feel better. I understood the situation and understood you better once you started talking about that and figuring your triggers and where this came from. Um, So that helped me with the relationship as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it was, uh, I think it's so interesting. I think if people can um, get to that place, because I, I think one of the biggest things of negative feedback that I got when I shared that story is, that I am depriving myself of joy. Mm. And I think what they don't realize is when something has a constant hold on you, you're completely deprived of joy, of freedom, right? you're, You're chained to it. And when you can, I guess, like release yourself of that, that's when you can really feel joy. When you Mm. get joy from just being, when you get joy from, your kids laughing or, uh, you know, doing things that fill you up instead of weigh you down, that's joy. And so I think that was kind of my biggest argument. And also I think when you can uncover what those triggers are and what is really causing the deep down issue allows you to do the hard work, allows you to overcome mm-hmm. because if you're just constantly burying and covering up, you're never truly fixing the problem. Yeah. That's, that's really awesome. Now, do you mind sharing some of your, your, your searching that you did and what you found to be some of your triggers? Because I know it can be kind of emotional for you, but it'd be really cool if you could share some of that. Yeah, absolutely. So it was interesting because it's one of those things where you don't kind of realize it. Like you've been doing this thing for years and you don't realize it. And then it's like, oh my gosh, something hits you. Like, that was a, a trigger for me. And it's a lot easier to write about it than to talk about it. Sure. When I was 16, my brother, who was 10 months older than me, was killed in a car accident. And it, it was the most awful thing anybody could ever go through. Uh, mm-hmm. It stopped our entire world. It stopped our world for, I mean, years, but, you know, I was also 16. I had just learned how to drive, just got my driver's license. And and I'll be honest, I probably shouldn't have been driving. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I still question that, but no, I'm kidding. (laughs) I've gotten better, but yeah, when I was 16, probably not. Um, But, you know, I was only 16 and it had happened. And one day, you know, I was just, I was hurting so bad so bad and I remember one day after I worked at a clothing store and I was so exhausted you know I would go to school or I would go to you know practice was a band nerd show choir all the things that Sean has (laughs) is not um, (laughs) or opposite in that but uh, you know it it basically had been a long, hard day. And I thought, you know what? I did not want to go home and make dinner. So I'm going to go, I've never done this, but I went through the Wendy's drive-thru. And how funny is that of all things? It was like this Wendy's drive-thru. And I still even remember that. (laughs) 
<laughs> I remember that moment. Of, I think I even ordered like a chicken salad because I, I was just like, I cannot get, you know, unhealthy food or whatever. That's just so funny how my mind used to work. But, um, but I remember eating that food and just feeling like, oh my gosh, I feel so good. Like I felt so much better temporarily for just a second, but I had, mm-hmm. I had like relief from that grief for just a little bit. Yeah. And it was, um, and I think it was that literally spending for the first time at <laughs> Wendy's drive through that, that started it all. You know, it just gave <laughs> it just gave that six the grieving sixteen year old just a glimpse of feel good for a second. Yeah. You know, and then um and then that that was that. But I think the next was then Christmas. So like our family was so sad and I just wanted to, to somehow make everybody feel better. And so uh that that Christmas after he died, I bought my parents, I don't even know if they even bought anybody anything. I don't I don't think they could. Maybe they did. Maybe I'm not giving them enough credit here, but not that I can recall. I, I just it was such a sad holiday. But I remember buying everybody, spent everything that I earned, all every of last my dollar. money, every last dollar to buy gifts for my little brother, my little sister, my parents, just to try to make everybody feel better. And then there it was again, like that moment of, oh my gosh, this makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then I go off to college and I get my first credit card and, oh Lord, that's when, (laughs) that's when stuff really got bad (laughs) because it's not money in my bank account that just goes down. And then when it's gone, it's gone, right? It's a credit card this time. And it's well i mean it's not like you probably paid for those doc martens two or three times with the interest <laughs> to the credit card oh my company God, the doc martens <laughs> oh and my roommate stole those from me constantly too <laughs> <laughs> well yeah when i got to college i got my first credit card and you know i didn't it didn't happen at first but it was just like one of those things where i was a little bit short on cash for like something responsible uh, like gas to get to work or something. And so well, I used the credit card. And I want to give you a lot of credit because you literally were financially on your own. Um, so the, the extra spending money, the car insurance, the cell phone, everything that you had and, and was able to have was because you had to pay for it. And I can understand how there's probably some months that you were shorter than others. And, and yeah. can see how that could add up over time. So I don't know if you give yourself yeah. enough credit of getting through <laughs> that time, um, but I can definitely understand. Well, yeah, thank you. I mean, I did, I could have done better. I definitely could have done better, but I think I did did well with what I had at the time. But then I think it's one of those things where um, you, again, go through that feel good, like <laughs> Like you said, with the Doc Martens, yeah, I put a pair of Doc Martens on my credit card and probably paid for that, paid for those two or three times over again. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those things where, excuse me, I got in over my head with it before I even knew it happened. Like it happened so quick. Yeah. And I and I mean, honestly, it was like an $800 limit on that thing, right? And it's not <laughs> like I was, 
it's not like I was taught like the principles of having a credit card. Like I was sure. raised that you just don't have credit cards. You don't spend money uh, when you don't have it. That's how I was raised. Well, you know, you take a grieving teenager and send her off to college with a credit card for the first time. <laughs> and unfortunately that's what happens. You only can swipe it so many times. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I seriously, I remember, Oh, this is so bad. I can't even believe I'm saying this. Like, on a recording, but I remember, I remember when I was uh, at a college party, and I hadn't met you yet. I was literally partying with your sister, though. Like I met Sean mm. through my roommate, who is his sister. So that's how Sean and I met. He came to one of our wild parties. But I'm literally at a party, getting called from a debt collector for my credit <laughs> card, <laughs> like. You know what I mean? Like, it's so messed up to say that out loud, but it's just awful. But sure. when I got in over my head with the credit card, I moved back home with mom and dad. I got that paid off. And then, um, you know, you have this moment of not doing that again, like ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? and, then, and then that's when when it just happened again and it happened again. And I, and I think that's why... Uh, when I did my whole year of no shopping, it was really the only thing that helped me overcome this addiction that I had since I was 16. And I think when we realize that it's, it's deeper than just, you're just the dumb girl that can't handle money. Like that's not it. Yeah. It's deeper than that. So do you think you would be able to share some ideas or how you were able to like stick with the no shopping for a year? Yeah. So Again, it wasn't because like I was like, oh, I'm gonna do no a year of no shopping, you know, like a New Year's resolution. It wasn't. It really wasn't like that. It was. I had just climbed myself out of this big debt storm for the third time in my life, and I was like, I'm not doing this again. And I find myself shopping again and spending recklessly again. And luckily, it wasn't to the point of that I, you know, couldn't still pay my credit card off every month, but I could tell it was getting higher and higher every month. And I, and I knew that something needed to change. And so I did, I drew that line in the sand. I knew I was um, preventing us from growing the future that we wanted to grow together. And I didn't want to, like, first of all, I knew that you deserved better than that. Like you are so careful with money to the point though, like, and I think this is a good like entire other podcast that we should do is like your perspective because you're completely the opposite of me when it comes to financially, especially early on in our marriage. And thank thank God you were because it couldn't handle both of us. But, um, But yeah, I drew a line in the sand. I had my why. I didn't want to be the the mom or the wife that was preventing our future. And then I would literally also get jealous when I was in that pile of debt hiding from you. I would hear other couples talk about finances and I would literally be jealous of like, I would love that feeling of openness Mm. financially with you. I would love to talk about our goals together. And, and so I think the why and the goal is the biggest reason for drawing that line in the sand. And I think if you don't have that, if you're like, oh, I just want to do better, but 
like that that can't be it like it has to be a huge why and i know yeah. that's so cliche and very dusty but it really is important yeah um and i think the second one is that i told everybody what i was doing and i think that was the most helpful when i got a few months in and i realized this is amazing like i feel so good i want this to be a whole year um i think it was like relieving to tell everybody that and i think if you're not ready to tell everybody that you don't really want to do it mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you're 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 still kind of him hawing in the addiction and so i told you i mean i when i made that post like a gal that i didn't even remember that i told was like oh yeah i remember when you did that oh wow and yeah and so i mean it was just really cool to to know that other people even remembered that from yeah. years ago i mean i think this was 2000 i can't remember it was 2017 2018 because it it wasn't like a calendar year it was right you know, that time frame um another one is that i unfollowed the influencers this was hard because i uh i mean you just gotta unfollow them though like it's hard because you love their stuff you want to support them but at the end of the day they're not helping you it wasn't they're, healthy it wasn't healthy and and they're trying to make their living and that's how they make their living is by getting you to shop and so I unfollowed all the influencers. I deleted the like to know it app because that thing is a danger zone big time. It's so easy to shop and spend money on those apps. Amazon, I deleted from my phone. Now, um, did they even have free delivery with Amazon back then? Because we would have really been in trouble. <laughs> yes, that's been around forever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Um. The, the other one is I, this one was super helpful because I think email was a little bit bigger than even like the Instagram influencers at the time, but the, uh, I unsubscribed from all the email lists. So like yeah. the Abercrombie, the, the Old Navies, the Gap, like all the retailers, I unsubscribed myself from all of their lists. The minute that I would get an email, I wouldn't even look through it. I would scroll clear to the bottom to the little unsubscribe button and I would immediately yeah. click it. And that was really helpful because like you can't constantly dangle a drink in front of an alcoholic and not expect them to drink it at some point. Sure. And that's what those emails are. Um, same thing with mailing lists too, because you get those spend a hundred, save 20 yeah. um, coupons in the mail all the time. I unsubscribe from those. And then I actually, uh, once I paid off all like the little credit cards, I just, I, I cut them up and I had a hard no rule. Like even to this day, I, I just don't do the little credit cards. I know a lot of um, like the gurus out there talk about how great the rewards and stuff are. And I, I think now I would probably be okay with that, but it it's taken a while. I mean, this was 2018. So it's, yeah. it's been a long time, six years of literally hard. No, every corner, I'm not saying I haven't shopped since then, but I've had to really retrain my habits um, to get mm -hmm. to this point. Well, I'm, I'm coming from my side of things. And you mentioned this is like your spouse or your significant other being in the dark, because like yeah. here I am 
investing in our retirement accounts, putting in our brokerage accounts, building, you know, emergency reserves, you know, building, let's say you've got 40, 50, 60,000 in cash, right? And emergency reserves and think you're on top of the world and life's, you know, <laughs> assets are growing. But then here on the dark, on the flip side, there's a 20, I don't know, 30,000, whatever it was or whatever it is. It's like, you get this, like, you just get caught off guard and, and boom, like you, you're blinded to it. And, um, yeah, I think it was like, Thirty-five or thirty-seven thousand dollars is, I think, what it was. If I'm being fully transparent with everyone, um, and, and you had no idea that even existed. So, can you imagine um, being in the being a spouse in the dark, completely in the dark about that? You know, and yeah. and and me making all this money and really not having anything to show for it, I think, was the saddest part. Sure, sure. Now, um, and that was nice. You you did have your own business, but I think that allowed you to probably hide it a little bit more. I think, yeah, I mean, I could take out my own debt in my business's name. And, you know, this is a whole different conversation, I think, for a different episode. But when you have a business, like, it gets really easy for a business owner to justify in our minds what can be a write-off. Right. Right? Like, I was... 10 different outfits. Well, that's a write-off because I'm going to do a photo shoot this month. Sure. Right? Like, I mean, hair, the nails, like all that stuff, like that's a write-off because X, Y, Z. And so I think it's, it's one of those things where understanding your business and what you want for your business and understanding the money in your business is so helpful with and, that too. And I think the best thing that we ever did is I didn't come in right away and just write a check for it out of our personal funds. Like mm -hmm. you came in and implemented a strategy and I believe you eliminated within a year or less than a year, you know, paid off yeah. the 35,000, but by paying it off on your own and implementing the strategies, I think really probably helped you grow. Well, because I think that's what happened with the, the little or second one. I think I, just we just pulled from our savings and you just paid it. And so that didn't teach me anything. Right. And mm -hmm. Um, and me, and you know what though, I, I didn't want you to do that. I told you that, you know, I wanted to figure this out. Like I have to do this on my own and I just needed your accountability is really why, because I was trying to tackle it, I think on my own before even telling you. And then yep. I just kept winding up at ground zero and I'm like, I just, I have to, I have to have his accountability for it. So Mm -hmm. And then the accountability, just so everybody knows, it was pretty much me taking over the bookkeeping. Yeah. Um, so I saw all the income and expenses. And I think that's what maybe was able to hold you accountable, I believe. Yeah, because it, I can send all the statements to my business address or email. But yeah. when he's actually going into my QuickBooks and reconciling, <laughs> you can't hide that. You know, I mean, you just yeah. can't hide the number. So, yeah. Um, so. All right. So this went huge. It was viral, like call you yeah. Insta famous. I don't know what you want to call it, but <laughs> it was pretty cool. Um, and you, you mentioned that there was thousands of comments and I just thought maybe you could, you know, share a few of the common questions. Yeah. So one of the biggest questions is, did you make your family do this too? And no, I absolutely not. I didn't make my family go a year of no shopping my family had nothing to do with it. If anything, they were the ones being jeopardized by my behavior. And so 
Um, you know, that didn't mean that I, that I wasn't at, at some point reckless with buying clothes for the kids. And like I said, scrapbooking supplies and things like that, because I absolutely, that was part of my problem too. Um, and so I think it was one of those things though, where obviously if the kids needed new clothes for school, they needed new clothes for school. They needed school supplies. They, you know, we needed food, like we needed those kinds of things, but it's just anything that seemed like it was unnecessary. I cut out and, my biggest issue, well, I guess we'll get there. So that, so no, I didn't make the family do it. Um, they didn't have the problem. I did. And then number, the next one was, did you include hair and nails? Um, so I actually did not get my hair and nails done at this time. And, and I think it's because like those things are not that big of a deal to me. Like I'm not really an overspender in the first place on those things. Like, as Sean and I are recording this, I'm looking and I probably have like six inches of regrowth <laughs> on my head right now. So it's like, I, I don't know. I'm kind of a tomboy in that nature when it comes to hair and makeup and nails. Like I don't follow the latest makeup trends and I don't know. I'm not a big spender in that area. I, I think they call that this naturally beautiful. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> Brownie points for you. <laughs> um, but no, that stuff's never been, I guess, that huge of a deal to me. So I, I didn't. But no, I didn't do my nails or my hair at that point. So, and then, so at the at the high level, it was primarily just like clothing. Yeah, it was clothes. It was it was anything that I was having trouble with overspending. Like like for example, if I found a cute pair of gym shorts, I'd buy the gym shorts in every freaking color, right? Mm -hmm. And like that's silly. And or or if I was putting together a new scrapbook for the boys, I'd buy ten of them. Or like I'd buy all the scrapbook paper. And so it was just like, I just had a problem with overabundance and overspending and over consuming of things. Or like mm. if I was grocery shopping, I would buy, I don't know, three different kinds of cereal. So we didn't run out like that. I don't know. It was just a constant sure. things that I had issues with things were, that were unnecessary was what, mm -hmm. but yes, essentially my main things though were clothes, clothing. accessories, shoes, okay. bells, things like that. Okay. So obviously I knew you were doing the no year shopping because we had the conversation, but the funny thing is, is I couldn't tell that you were doing the yeah. no year of shopping. So like, can you explain or like, how could that be? <laughs> yeah. So like, I just, got creative with this concept of shop my own closet and i had obviously so many cute things anyway and so i thought i am just going to get creative with with what i have for this year and it really inspired my creativity because i'm kind of an artistic person but whenever i opened up the pinterest app it was always because i was searching like if i had a pair of leggings but i didn't quite know what i wanted to wear with them i would search outfits that I had. And mm -hmm. when I was on Pinterest, I literally have a Pinterest board that's called my own closet. And so when I see something that's cute and I have a similar item, I put it in that board so that I know I don't have to go shop for something new for it. It's just, it's something that I can put together with what I already have. Um, and plus I had a lot, right? And so um, it just, it was really easy. I think we just, we just allow ourselves to get lazy with what we have and we see the newness out there all the time and it's just yeah. easier to, to add to cart and to shop. It was kind of funny. I don't almost thought like 
it seemed like you got enjoyment out of it. Like, yeah, putting it together, <laughs> and you're like, I couldn't even remember how many times. Like, oh wow, this is cute, or oh wow, I didn't even know I had this. <laughs> and that's probably yeah. why you know you you were filling up the third closet in the house with the overflow, oh but. The funny thing is, is you said that earlier and I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot that I even had that third closet filled up with, with junk, like with bags and belts and shoes and dresses. I mean, let's say, I mean, we probably live in a, you know, pretty modest house, you know, real nice house. It's not huge by any means. And we got the walk-in closet, like <laughs> Sean gets a little sliver yeah. <laughs> of the well, walk-in. But I think that's pretty standard. <laughs> okay, okay. But then the, the second closet and then the third closet is kind of what put it over the top. Yeah, I did have a lot, a mm. lot, a lot. But um, it, it was pretty I, cool. I, I definitely thought that you got a lot of enjoyment out of that, actually, of the year of no shopping. I did. I did. I did. And I think that, I think that you can get creative and, and you just have to just force yourself to use what you already have. And I think some things get a little worn and a little dated looking or armpit yeah. kind of, you know, dingy and, you yeah. know, that kind of stuff. So, the, the, you know, there are times when you got to throw stuff out and maybe replace it, but we just don't have to overconsume like we always do. And yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So I know we're kind of getting up on time. Um, so can you maybe bring this full circle of like, describe or explain like what you learned through this process or the biggest takeaway? Yeah. So I think first of all is realizing what we have. Um, with my year of no shopping, I really learned that my reason for shopping wasn't because I didn't have something. It was because I was needing to feel something, mm -hmm. um, feel better about something, feel a void. Uh, it wasn't because I needed that white t-shirt or whatever it is. Um, so that's number one. Number two is it really helped me to get creative, but it also allowed me to not feel jealous or want what other people had or compare myself to what other people had. It was quite interesting. I, I didn't realize how much I was like, oh man, I want the bracelets on her wrist. Like, that's so cute. And then I would just like, Oh, but I can't find them or I can't, you know, I'm not as stylish as her or I'm not, you know, my hair doesn't look quite as good as hers. And, and, and I found myself doing that so much less because I just, I wasn't going to go there. I wasn't going to shop. I had a different purpose and a different why, and it would always bring me back to that. And so I think that's huge is, is you kind of rid yourself of the comparison game that we're constantly on. And then I think, the, the last one is like forcing you to reassess your values. Like mm -hmm. we have so much overabundance and overconsumption and stuff. And it's not that I can't afford to buy the shoes or I can't afford to get the new thing. It's just that why am I doing it? Do I really need it? Or, or am I going to that point of needing to fill a void again? Yeah. And that's, that's, that's really the biggest takeaway. That's really powerful. And, and I do want to comment, you know, a lot of times when you restrict, re, you restrict, 
you can kind of like in the bodybuilding space, right? On the competition, yeah. you restrict, you restrict, like you're in, you're in prep. And then, you know, <laughs> it's a free for all after, you know, the competition a lot of times. And I do want to comment that I think during that year, you learned a lot because I haven't noticed it. I haven't seen it. Um, yeah. Cause this was how many years ago? I don't remember when that happened, but six. Yeah. what was that? Six, six years, years ago? ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah, six years ago. And I I think it's because there's a difference between restriction for a goal and um, restriction because of a purpose. Like, like for mm. example, like I, I needed to heal and I needed to uncover what was causing my addiction and my triggers. And, and that's healing, I think, versus like, for example, bodybuilding where you're just restricting and then the show happens and you're like binging yeah both of us multiple times but um and that's a whole different conversation um but yeah i think it i think it was a year of healing and a, and a journey mm -hmm. to um to self-improvement yeah well i'm super proud of you thank you and i'm i'm glad that you were supportive through this because I think that's the biggest thing here is a lot of um, marriages are struggling right now mm -hmm. and finances are a huge reason for divorce. And I want the husbands out there and maybe you should be the one saying this, but to have some patience and understanding and, and don't blow up about money and try to get on the same page. And then you know, you as a husband also share, like, I'm afraid we're not going to have money in 20 years. That's sure. why I'm so tight with our money. And, and I think trying to get on the same page together. And then I think that can help tremendously. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you for sharing your experience and everything that you've been doing. Um, you're doing a lot of good um, and you're changing a lot of lives. So thank you for doing what you're doing. Thanks, Beth. Thank you for listening to The Fit Financial. Be sure to join us every other week to get your financial health in order. If you liked this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Find me on Instagram at The Fit Financial, or if you'd like to know more about how you can work with us directly, visit us at fitwealthadvisors.com. The Fit Financial Podcast is brought to you by Fitwealth Advisors and Plan Group Financial, a registered investment advisor. Registration as an investment advisor does not imply any level of skill or training. This has been provided for informational purposes only and is not intended as legal or investment advice or a recommendation of any particular security or strategy. The investment strategy and themes discussed may be unsuitable for investors depending on their specific investment objectives and financial situation. Information obtained from third-party resources is believed to be reliable, though its accuracy is not guaranteed. Opinions expressed in this commentary reflect subjective judgments of the author based on the conditions at the time of the publication and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is not indicative of future results.